0: Hello, and, again, welcome to the Aperture Science Computer-Aided Enrichment Center. We hope your brief detention in the relaxation vault has been a pleasant one. Two True Freaks presents Hope of All Trades, hosted by Hope Molnaks, a podcast by a girl unheard of!
1: If it isn't Skywalker's filthy, obnoxious little pet.
2: Where am I? they'
1: Well spotted. Power! It's a girl? Oh yeah, you're right about that. She can violate my rights if hey. You make this. And you die a legend.
2: Can I pee
1: first? I'm really glad that worked.
2: Those would have been terrible last words.
0: Kononichiwa! Hi, everyone. It's Hope, and I'm back. Um, I'm sure you've been wondering where I've been. I actually had to finish up school. I graduated about a month ago. And it was kind of scary there for a while, and that's why I didn't podcast too much. I actually came really close to almost failing a class. So through kicking my own ass and working hard, and by the awesome, awesome, amazing help by some of my professors, who I cannot ever, ever repay them for it, um, I graduated from college, so... I'm officially a college graduate. I'm an adult now. Hooray! It'd be so much better if I had a job. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, that's where I've been. Um, I know my last show has been a while, so there's a lot to catch up on. So I hope you all had good holidays, and I hope you've all had a great New Year. Happy New Year, everybody! It's good to be back and to talk to you guys, and we're going to have... You know, probably a pretty uh, fun show today. I, I have some really fun things to talk about. So, the first thing on my list is about, oh, I'd say probably about a month ago. Maybe a little bit more. It started back in November and it carried on well into December. Um, I came across the story by about this girl named Katie Goldman. And it started from her mother's blog. Her mother writes a blog on... Chicago now, and it's called The Portrait of an Adoption. And she's just been writing it to talk about, you know, she adopted this girl named Katie, and how Katie's growing up, and stuff like that. And this one particular blog is called Anti-Bullying Starts in the First Grade, and it's about how her daughter Katie really loves Star Wars, like, so much. And, but she's always been She always felt out of place because she was the only girl in her class that wore glasses, and the only girl in her class that was Jewish, and the only kid in her class that, that, you know, had to wear an eye patch because of an eye condition, and also she was the only person in her class that's adopted. So poor Katie has already been feeling pretty out of place anyway. And at the end of the summer, they went to get Katie's backpack and lunchbox and a water bottle for the new year. And after a lot of time thinking about it, Katie finally chose a Star Wars water bottle to match her Star Wars backpack. And it was fine for a few weeks, and nothing really, you know, thought about it. Until one day, Katie came home, and she said that her Star Wars water bottle is too small, and it doesn't hold enough water. And she wanted to take a different one, so she finally uh, found a pink one. And her mom was confused, because the pink water bottle was even smaller than the actual star wars uh water bottle and so she kept asking her about it and asking her about it and finally katie just cried and said that the boys had picked on her because star wars is a boy thing apparently so her mother you know felt really upset about that and she went and she talked to the school and the the mother of the boys talked to her talked to their sons, and the school worked on an anti-bullying program, and she thought that was going to be the end of it. And uh, before I go into the next part of this, I just wanted to say that she was confused because the bo- she knew these boys, and they're good kids. It's just when sometimes when kids are in a group, it's you almost feel like you're bullied in a group to bully. So I just thought that was a really good point that she made, that these are still really good kids. They're not the nameless, faceless bullies you see on TV. That pick on people just for the hell of it. Miss Carrie, who is uh, her mom, Miss Carrie Goldman, came back and she looked on her blog and before she knew it she had at least a thousand people had commented on her blog because they had heard the story of this little girl who loves Star Wars and wanted to help her out and know that she was not alone and she there was other people who were girls and loved this thing that she loves so much. And I found this back in, I think, November, and I was just reading through some of the comments and it made me feel really good because I've always felt kind of, you know, left out because I am a girl and I am a nerd, and for a long time I was the only nerd girl that I knew. And I came across two names in these comments that just piqued my interest. One name was Ashley Eckstein, who is the voice actress of Ahsoka Tano in Star Wars The Clone Wars. And the other one was Catherine Tabor, who is the voice of Padme in in Star Wars The Wars. And the two of them wrote very, very touching comments to this girl. And Ashley has her own line of clothing for girls, just for Star Wars girls and she sent her some clothing and and think geek sent her this lightsaber and just people started to reach out to Katie and before you knew it this entire i guess force you could say no pun intended just spread through the internet and it turned on twitter a hashtag that said may the force be with Katie and it just became this bigger and bigger and bigger just massive body of amazing stuff that was happening. And it was really just kind of fun and touching to watch this on on Facebook and on Twitter and on the internet because I mean geeks, we're not alone. There are other people out there. We are in a tiny knit community. And we need to stand up and stop being bullied and and stop bullying people too that are different. So I never really, you know, got a chance to leave a message for Katie. On, on the blog, so, um, Katie, I, I sort of wanted to leave you a message and let you know that you are not alone. So, uh, here it goes. Okay. <laughs> I, I have my bullet points in front of me of things I wish to talk about. So, hi, Katie. My name is Hope. I am a nerd and I'm a girl, and I'm very proud to be that for several reasons. And I want to tell you something that my mother told me when I was very young, uh, God, well over a decade ago, before you were even born. I was going through some hard times, and I was trying to be somebody who I wasn't because I wanted to try and fit in, and I wanted to try and be cool. And my mom told me, if you can't be yourself, then who else are you going to be? And that's just something that's really stuck with me for a long time and even to this day I think about it and I tell other people that so now I'm telling you and I want to tell you a little story okay back in middle school I loved Pokemon and I loved Digimon and I was just starting to get into anime and I was discovering this entire culture that was so different from my own. I was getting into things that were from Japan, and anything that was from the Orient, and I was just an exciting time period for me. And if anybody knows me today, they know I'm still, to this day, 12 years later, a Pokemon fanatic. Like, I just, I love Pokemon so much. But in sixth grade, I transferred schools. Uh, I went to a private school, and I was there for about two years, And back at my old public school in 5th grade, all my friends loved Pokemon just like me. We all traded cards and we all played the video games and we all collected the toys. And it was really fun, but when I went to this new private school, nobody did that except for like my one friend that I made and became really close to. I started getting teased and bullied a lot because I loved Pokemon and about this time Digimon was starting and I started loving Digimon as well. And I was getting bullied, and I was being taunted, and so finally one day, I just didn't want to take it anymore, and I lied to them. I lied flat out to their faces and said that I had never watched Pokemon in my life, and I never watched Digimon, and I went as far to say that I hated it. Like, flat out hated it. And they all knew I was lying, because the day before, I had cards and I was talking about it and stuff like that. And so then... They picked on me more just for, you know, lying and being ashamed of the things that I liked. And so, Katie, you don't need to be ashamed of the things you like, because no one ever, ever can take what you love away from you. No matter how much they tease and how much they bully you, they will never take away your love for Star Wars. And I want you to remember that, okay? Okay. And it doesn't matter in the long run, because about, oh, probably about three or four years later, I ran into some of these people. I had went back to public school, and I made some really good friends, and I got into the theater company. And I went to this thing called the Thespian Conference, and it was this big event in Georgia where all the theaters, high school theaters in Georgia, come and meet, and so so on and so forth. And I ran into some of the kids that bullied me back in middle school, and I I was a little scared to see them. I approached them, and I was just being nice, and I said, hi. And they were generally excited to see me. And we started talking, and it was really nice to see them again. And I'll tell you what, Katie, not one of them brought up The fact that I had lied at that moment. No one ever said anything about Pokemon. We never talked about Digimon. We never talked about nerd stuff. We just talked about each other and what we were doing in your lives. And I can promise you, they probably don't even remember that happening. So, you see, a few years later, and it might be years, it might be days, people move on past that, and people grow up. And people are not going to always tease you for liking Star Wars. So it's okay. And in my situation, when I transferred to school, to a new school, back to public school, I met some of my best friends in the entire world. Some of these people I've been friends with for almost 10 years now. And that's longer than you've been alive, girl. I wouldn't trade them for the world because they're some of my best guy friends. And, and I got teased again in high school, too, because I was the only girl in in game club. But, you know, it didn't matter that I got teased because I found other people who loved what I loved, and it was worth it because even to this day, they're my best friends, and they're like my brothers, and we have a really good time together. And I, so I just wanted to share with you that... If you can't be yourself, then who else are you going to be Katie? And just remember one other thing. Um, my friend Paul George, who is the lead singer of Harry and the Potters, which is a Harry Potter band, he said something one time in an interview, and I wanted to share that with you as well. He said that everybody is a fan of something, whether it's a sports team a book series they might be fans of reality t v shows, they might be fans of a certain music group. Everyone is a fan of something, just like you're a fan of Star Wars, so it's okay to love something that much. I wanted to play two songs for you, Katie, and then after that, katie's mom if if you guys are listening to this, I want you to turn off my podcast after that because this is gonna this is an adult podcast, and the rest of the show isn't gonna really be as clean as this, so just make sure that you turn it off after you guys listen to these two songs. But Katie I'm gonna play two songs for you. And the first one is called Sing, and it's by My Chemical Romance, which is my favorite band in the entire world. And God, I've I've been teased for liking My Chemical Romance too, but you know what? That doesn't matter. They are an inspiration to me and I've grown up listening to them and I really like them so much. And In the song, uh, they talk about singing and raising your voice for the people who can't raise their voices and stand up for themselves. Katie, you need to be this person. For those who can't defend themselves and those who can't talk about, you know, to stand up against bullies and stuff like that, you need to be the person to say, hey, bullying is not right. It's okay if that person likes that. And there's one line that when I heard your story and I heard the song, I thought of you. And the line is, girl, you gotta be what tomorrow needs. Because Katie, you're the next generation. You're the next group of people to rise up and say that this is wrong and it needs to be changed. So I want you to be strong for those people who can't protect themselves or defend themselves against bullies and be the person that tomorrow means. The next song I'm going to play for you is called The Dog Days Are Over, and it was originally by a band called Florence and the Machines, but the version I have is from Glee, and I really like Glee a lot. It might be a little too old for you, but uh, Katie's Mom, you might want to watch it a little bit because it deals with bullying and it has parents dealing with their children being bullied. Um, I would uh, I would pay attention to, in the to the character Kurt, and his Because Cart and his dad deal with that a lot together, and it, they actually become stronger. So it might be a good show for your mom to watch, Katie. But it might be a little bit too old for you. So yes, I'm gonna play those two songs for you, Katie. And just keeping strong and be a nerd fighter. Uh, you you can be a nerd fighter and be awesome. And don't forget to be awesome, Katie. And I've really enjoyed reading about you online and. Just know that you are not alone. Enjoy these two songs for you. to go away, because if, if you guys are still listening, I, re- I really don't want her to hear the rest of this, and stuff like that. Okay, so moving on. Hi, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. So for the rest of the show, I'm just going to be talking about something that's kind of bothered me for years, and more years, and just even more years, but there's progress that's been made. So recently, as, as I said before, I've moved back from college, and... My stuff is everywhere. I haven't cleaned my room in about four and a half years, so not only does it have all my stuff from middle and high school in it, now it has all my stuff from college. And some of the stuff, I haven't opened my closet in a few years, and I haven't opened my dresser drawer in a few years. So it's sort of like I went on an adventure and was sort of going through my stuff, and I've been finding a lot of really cool stuff. If, if you want to have a good image of what my bedroom looks like right now, turn on TLC and watch Hoarders Buried Alive. Sort of like that. <laughs> but it's it's getting better, I promise you. But as I was cleaning my room, I finally got to my dresser drawer since the first time since probably about, oh, 9th, 10th grade. And I opened a drawer, and inside it were just... About 30 VHS tapes. Because when I was in middle school and high school, I used to record stuff on VHSs. And I would save the tapes with my favorite episodes on them. And, in, and these these are like the old school Fox Kids, when Fox Kids was on the WB. This was the old uh, Toonami, when Toonami was still on Cartoon Network before all the anime was bought off by Adult Swim, these were the days that Toonami played from 4 to 7, and you could see, like, things exploding and people get shot and stuff. It's not like today where it's, you know, total drama island where the most violence is someone getting, like, smacked with an alligator. It was just, like, hardcore, really good, grungy anime. And these are the shows that I grew up with. Um... I, this was like my very base anime. Some of these shows were like Sailor Moon, which I saw when I was like, god, really young, like 6 or 7 or 8, and this was before I knew it was anime. I just thought it was just TV, um, same thing with Pokemon, I, I just thought it was just some shows and then I later found out it was anime, and that was when I really started getting into anime and stuff like that. So I, I've just been rewatching watching all these. And I wanted to talk about the shows because, well, A, it's really upsetting because now that I'm older, it's not as cool as it used to be, but at the same time, it's there's a really good sense of nostalgia because I'm watching this, and some of it's much funnier now that I'm older because there's all these hidden adult jokes in these shows that I never got before, and I really enjoy it now, <laughs> but I wanted to talk about the shows because one thing still has always bothered me about anime. And that's when you go from subs to dubs, and what that means is subs is subtitled. It's the original uh, Japanese voice track, but it's subtitled in English. And then you go over to dubs, which is dubbing, and it's just you have English voice actors doing saying the roles and stuff like that. And this is the, going to be the title of this episode. The title of this Hope of All Trades episode is "I Swear to God." that American dub- dubbers must think that American children are fucking retards. I mean, it's true. I, I've i been watching this, I was like, are you serious? Like, really? Oh, God. So, I'm going to go through some of the shows I've been watching recently, and I'm going to talk about Pokemon, Digimon, Sailor Moon, and Cardcaptor Sakura. So, it's a big old girl show, but if you want a really good, like thought into American anime and stuff like that, Then here we go. So we'll start with Pokemon. Oh, Lord. Uh, the Pokemon dub has gone different ways. It's gotten better. That's that's one thing about Pokemon, and being on as long as it has been, you can see the progression that the dubbers have made. Because originally, back a long time ago, they they used to anything Japanese they would hide and try to like mask and stuff and the best example of it is onigiri. Onigiri are small snacks made up of balls of rice and in the center of them they usually have something sweet like a plum, sometimes they have chocolate, sometimes they have other fruit, but you can put any pretty much anything in the middle of this ball of rice and it's called onigiri. I remember about, oh, a long freaking time ago when I first started watching Pokemon, that the first time they ate Onigiri, they called them anything they could think of to not be Japanese. They called them donuts, they called them ice cream sandwiches, they called them uh, chocolate eclairs, and everything! And it's just like, really? You can't just call them Onigiri? And eventually, they finally settled on rice balls and they've been calling them rice balls for a few years now but it's just one of those things where they just don't think that kids can get it even just rice balls in the beginning just instead of is better than donuts because donuts don't look like rice <laughs> i mean just to put it simply um, it's just the Dubbers, i guess are really scared that kids are going to you know run, aw- run around and reject all American food because they can't have a rice ball, I mean, really, really, okay, anyway. And other things with Pokemon, as I've been getting older, has sort of, you know, bothered me. In the original Pocket Monsters, which is the Japanese version of Pokemon, Team Rocket usually attacks them with, like, bombs and rockets. There's a reason they're called Rockets. I mean, kids aren't stupid. They watch other things. They watch can watch other TV shows. They can watch Tom and Jerry and see what a bomb looks like. They can watch Bugs Bunny and all these other shows and see what a bomb looks like. But in Pokemon, they always... Team Rocket would say ridiculous things like blaster balls away because they just don't want to say bombs away. And... They think that American kids are so sensitive that if they have the word bombs in it, they're gonna go try to explode something. Same thing with lighters and fire. They cut out anytime that Team Rocket either lights something or just kids just lighting, the, the main characters just lighting candles. They cut these things out because I guess they're afraid that the kids and the youth of America will just start lighting shit on fire, and I can understand the candles, and kids, you should never light stuff without your parents' permission, and blah, 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 but who are they trying to kid? And another thing that was always cut out of Pokemon was the over, I guess, excessive violence, I guess you could say, but even then, I don't understand, it's an entire show about these animals, like, fighting and attacking each other to be the strongest and to be the best, but it's always, apparently it's okay if it's cartoonish violence, like if Misty walks up to Ash and smacks him with a fan, it's totally okay. But any there's one episode where Ash was hit hard by a Pokemon, and he, it hit him, like, right there, like, in the stomach, and he, like, fell over, and that was cut. And any time that Misty, one time, picked up a giant log and smacked Ash with it, that was also cut. Because, you know, eight-year-olds can pick up giant logs and beat their friends with them. And some of the things that are just cut out is just, makes me wonder, do they just think that American kids are retards? We know not to pick up gigantic logs and hit our friends with them. We know that a rice ball is not a donut. And we know that a giant fish isn't going to jump out of water and smack us in the stomach and take us under. I mean, these things just don't happen. And, and uh, it just makes me really upset. And they think that kids can't get these things. And they, they change things to dumb it down. There's an entire episode about um, Ash lets his Butterfree go. Because it finds a mate. And they go off. And they mate. Well, they, what they don't tell you in the original Japanese is that butterflies, after they mate, they die. And... Ash didn't want his Butterfree to go, but instead they dumbed it down, and they made it less serious, like, Oh, we're gonna see Butterfree again one day! Hooray! And we've never seen Butterfree. That was season 1, they're on season 12. They've never seen the damn Butterfree again. And these these issues need to be approached, because, you know, pets do die, pets leave, and these things happen. And I, And Japanese kids are fine! They're fine! God, they're smarter than we are! Uh, It just makes me very upset that they just think that we are so stupid that we can't, you know, take reality and take their culture and absorb it. The the American dubbers always change, like, all the festivals and make them, like, Pokemon festivals and stuff like that instead of saying, no, this is the Japanese end-of-year summer festival and it's Kids' Day, I mean that's so hard to say because then not only will kids be watching Pokemon, pokemon it'd be educational as well and of course then the dubbers re- like take out ridiculous things like the whole jinx there's a pokemon named jinx it looks like an old minstrel blackface actor and stuff like that and people freaked out and jinx really isn't in the anime anymore but if you actually, you know, took a moment to study Japanese culture, there's not a bunch of black people walking around Japan. I mean, that just doesn't happen. It's actually based off an old Japanese myth of a beautiful lady with blonde hair with a with a black face that would come around and, you know, hang out and do stuff. But Americans just are so self-centered that they're like, oh, no, it's an attack on our African-American culture and blah, blah, blah. No, it's not, people. Do your research. Honestly. I can understand having scares after 9-11 and stuff like that, but there are entire episodes of Pokemon that was taken out of rotation because of 9-11, and I can understand not playing them, like, you know, a few years afterwards, but it's been ten. It's been about 10 years since 9-11, and this stuff has happened, and put some of those episodes back in, there's an episode called Tentacool and Tentacruel that was taken out because the giant Tentacruel giant was destroying a city! there's a big difference between a giant sea monster destroying a city and planes crashing into buildings why are you, do you think that children are so sensitive that you can't put these back in and i'm not saying it you should have done it like a year after 911 it's okay to wait but i have those episodes haven't been back in rotation some of them. Now, some of them they changed the name briefly and they put them back into the rotation after a while and stuff like that, but it's been almost like 9 or 10 years since I've seen the Tentacle and Tentacruel episode. It was a really good episode. It's not even in some of the DVDs anymore. Really, American censors, calm the fuck down. Moving on. Off <laughs> of Pokemon. Another show I've been watching recently is Digimon, and Digimon and Pokemon have. No relationship to each other, except for, you know, they have similar names. And Digimon is a little bit more of a progression. And it was a little bit more of a forward step, I guess you could say, in American dubs. Because of the fact, people started accepting anime more. It was picking up movement in America. And so people were a little bit more open to accepting some of the things in the show. For example, um, when they come back, when the DigiDestined, they, okay, brief plot of the first two seasons of Digimonks, that's mostly what I'm talking about. You have eight kids, they're named, they're called the DigiDestined, they go to the digital world, they meet some friends, they fight some evil, they find out that uh, there's another kid back in the real world, so they go back to the real world, they find the kid, beats up some more bad guys, they go back to the digital world, beat up the final bad guys, Hooray, they all have Digimon partners, they can all digifob to become bigger and more awesome and stronger, blah 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 blah, blah and that's pretty much Digimon in a nutshell. It's really fun. I really like the show a lot. But, um, and, and it, like I said, it was a really good progression about how things went from Pokemon to Digimon and showed the progression of American Dubs going for the better. Because when they went back to the real world, there's just some things you can't change. Like, the, the entire Shinjuku area of Tokyo is under attack and they can't be like, Oh my god, it's Chicago, look, it's Tokyo Tower in the middle of Chicago and it's being exploded, blah blah blah. They they can't do that. So I, the dubbers finally just kinda chillaxed a little bit and left in some of the things that made it Japanese, like Shinjuku and and Heighton View Terrace and all these areas of Tokyo that are real, and that people can still visit, and they left in Tokyo Tower, and so on and so forth. And, but they still took out little things that you know, like food. Just like the onigiri balls, they never once said, "Oh, we're going to be going to eat this Japanese style omelet." No, it's a flat out omelet with ketchup. We eat pizza and cheeseburgers and and eat pasta and. Pizza and cheeseburgers come up a lot in Digimon. They constantly want to eat pizza and cheeseburgers. And the tuppers, God help them, take out guns of all sorts. And I'm just going to say this now. I'd rather my kid watch a gun on TV than watch, like, a big wooden mallet. And that might make me sound like a terrible mom. But I'm not a mom, I promise. I guess I should say a terrible future mom. But there's a reason. If a child watches TV and sees a gun, and sees a character die, and they never come back, then they can understand the concept of a gun. It's something that takes a character away, and they never come back. If they watch TV and they see a character get smacked in the face with a mallet, like in Tom and Jerry, and two seconds later, Tom is perfectly okay? They're going to think, "Oh, if I smack my friend in the face with a mallet, they're gonna be totally one hundred percent fine." No, it doesn't work like that. I've met children before the times I've worked with children, who truly believe that Superman and Scooby-Doo and all these shows are real. They think that if they they can fly if they want to, and they'll be perfectly okay if they jump off a building. It was, and if they hit their friend. With some, you know, big ridiculous thing, their friend is going to be okay. No, they're not. And it bothers me when animes take out guns. It makes it more serious and makes the situations more dangerous. And usually they're taken out badly. There's a show on YouTube, well, I don't know if it's on YouTube anymore because this guy, poor little Kuribo, has gone through so much trouble with this show. But it's called Yu Gi Oh! The Abridged Series. And in it, there's a point where it's it's this total parody of Yu-Gi-Oh!, and shows how ridiculous American dubbing is. And it's a really, really fun show to watch, even if you don't watch Yu-Gi-Oh!, it's a really fun show to watch, it's called Yu-Gi-Oh!, The Abridged Series, and at one point, uh, two of Kaiba's. No, no, two of Pegasus' goons like, jump up and they're pointing and at, uh, at Tristan, I think it is. I think it's Tristan. And they're pointing at him and they say, Freeze or we'll shoot you with our invisible guns. And that's when I realized, oh my god, they, they are holding invisible guns. The dubs, you know, they, they erase the guns out of the shot. And they do this in Digimon too and in pokemon and sailor moon and and all these shows there's an entire episode of pokemon that's taken out because they're pointing guns at the kids and stuff like that and firing warning shots kids need to see that guns are dangerous that if you get killed with a gun or if you get hit with a gun it's not going to be a a good thing but people have the reverse thing saying thinking that oh you shoot bad guys with a gun Yes, that's true, but don't have your guns open to where people can, where your kids can get them, and stuff like that. So, okay, i have done. Jumping off my high horse now. Whew! And, you know, some things are lost in translation in Pokemon and Digimon, like some of the jokes and stuff like that. Like, for example, in Digimon, uh, kids are a little bit more open to going around on their own and stuff like that, and the kids are trying to get home, and they cut out this entire scene where uh, this lady is trying to pick up Matt for a ride, and Matt's like the really hot one, but he's like 10. Because <laughs> they're trying to get a ride home, and finally he's just embarrassed and he can't do it because he's too embarrassed that this lady is hitting on him. In the dubbed, they're encouraging him to try and hail a cab or something or other, and he's just too embarrassing to do it, and it just doesn't make sense, and it's really cheesy, and there's so many bad jokes because I'm watching it, and I'm like, there's something much deeper going on in this conversation, but they're using all these terrible, cheesy puns to cover it up. And it just makes me pretty upset that the fact that they can't just trust kids nowadays, you know? They can't trust that they can take these deeper concepts and run with them. Though I have to say the cheesy puns come up with some of my favorite lines of all times, and... Digimon. I think one of my favorite quotes of all time was, Look, Izzy, a sign! From above? No, uh, here on the ground. I mean, it's just, (laughs) they're really cute and stuff like that, but there's this really, really serious moment where one of their Digimon friends had died, and I was just watching, I'm like, I know that there's something much more deeper that's going on here that they're saying, and that they're not telling us and they're just punning it up, just pun after pun after cheesy line after cheesy line, and it's making this, like, what should be a really touching, deep moment to teach kids that death is serious, and they're making a joke out of it, and it bothers me. So yes, um, I think that's everything with Digimon and Pokemon. Uh, let me get back and look at my thing. Oh, the Sailor Moon dub. Okay, this won't be as long, because I want to save the last half for Cardcaptor Sakura. Actually... No, I'm gonna do Sailor Moon and Cardcaptor Sakura together because they have some very, very similar issues that I have with the two of them. So yes, okay. Since I've talked so much about Pokemon and Digimon, um, I'm gonna play a little musical break. You know, I, I need to take a break and go get some water and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to play the Pokemon theme song from the first movie. Uh, I really like this one a lot. It's one of my favorites uh, themes of all times, and even now today, I I love driving to it. Going to move on to Sailor Moon and Card Captor Sakura. So, I'll do Sailor Moon first because it's kind of not as bad. Well, but it is in a way, sort of. Anyway, Sailor Moon, for you guys who don't know, is one of the original series that was one of the first series that came from Japan to America. It's, it's up there with like Speed Racer that it came that early. And it was kind of like the setting the base for the entire magical girl movement. That's why we have shows now like Hardcapped Sakura and other things like that. Where you have a normal girl, doesn't know she's a superhero, turns into a superhero, and goes. I mean, it's not the most original concept. I mean, you see that all the time in like Marvel and DC. But for For America, though, for it to be like a girl and stuff like that, it was kind of revolutionary because nobody, no one really knew the magical girl movement going on in Japan. So, with Sailor Moon, uh, it was created in 1991, and it originally became, uh, came from the series code name Sailor V, which is about Sailor Venus running around and stuff like that, and Sailor Moon is the sequel to it. And Sailor Moon became more popular, and it went on to have, like, I think five seasons and it was really great. But when they picked it up with the dub, it was picked up by Deke. Does anyone remember Deke? I do. They was They were the early four kids, because Deke and four kids butcher animes. And they dumbed them down. Because I remember as a kid, I used to watch the old Sonic the Hedgehog Hedgehog cartoons. And at the end, they had, like, Sonic Says and Sailor... And and in the Sailor Moons, they have, like, Sailor Says and stuff. And it's like, you need to find the moral of the episode. And they only really kept the episodes that had really good morals to them. But uh, in 1995, Deke won the rights to Sailor Moon in North America. And it first came in 65 episodes. And uh, they really wanted no effort to buy a second season, but then two years later, they were convinced to buy more, and so they bought the uh, Sailor Moon R, and then later on, they uh, bought Super Sailor Moon S and Super Sailor Moon Super S, which are season 1, 2, 3, and 4, to put it in a nutshell. And Deke butchered them and made censorship changes and cuts and everything, and then when it was bought by Cartoon Network, it calmed down a little bit, and it was running on tsunami, and they kind of, you know, chillax. So there's a big difference between watching season one and then season three and four. Because season one had had episodes that have so much cut out of them that they could take two episodes and put them into one. There's a great great website called Sailor Moon Uncensored, and they go through every episode, tell you what's cut, and tells you the percentage of what's left in the episodes, and, um, there's, most of the episodes that had the most cut from them were from season one. In fact, the very first episode of Sailor Moon that appeared in the U.S., only 34% of the original episode was left, and actually, of episode two, just to put in as filler to fill this first episode, to, you know, fit American time and stuff like that. So it's a really fun website to go through and read and stuff like that, but... Sailor Moon had to make changes, and I'm gonna read this straight from the Sailor Moon uh, Wikipedia. Especially in Deke's version of Sailor Moon, there are many changes. Most of the characters' names were changed, except for Hitoru Tomo, and plot elements were abolished or corrupted. And when they say that the character's name changes, went from Usagi Tsukino, which was Sailor Moon, and they gave her the name Serena, and stuff like that. And they made, for example, Sailor Pluto's name was Setsuna, and they named her Trista and all these things, really, Hataru, who was Sailor Saturn, is the only person who kept her original name. In the first season, some of the content of the final episode was added to the first episode as an introduction. This spoiled the plot of the show, and they also uh, changed things like, instead of calling them Sailor Soldiers like they were in Japan, they called them Sailor Scouts, because they didn't want to have connotations of war, but of course, they're fighting the evil, dark, negative forces that are trying to take over the world, so, who knows. But other things were changed throughout as the series went on. The first season wasn't as bad. They just really dumbed it down and been as kids. Season one, one of the more bigger changes was uh, in the Dark Kingdom, the four generals that worked for the bad guys were actually the four generals that worked for Prince Endymion, who is really Tuxedo Mask. And he is a friend and helper of the Sailor Scouts. And the four generals, one of them, is having a relationship with one of the other generals. So... Oh no it's two men having a relationship oh god luckily for the American dubbers one of the girl the generals really looks like a woman so they changed her gender and they gave her a woman voice actress and so then made him I guess a girl <laughs> and it's just things like that it's it's really became harder and harder to, to hide these like homosexual things And they would cut entire episodes to hide this. And it became an even bigger problem later on in season 3 and 4 when Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune came. Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune are two women and they're in a lesbian relationship with each other. So the American Dubbers had the bright idea to make and to write them as cousins. Yes, cousins. So, in the episodes, when they hold hands, and kiss, and cuddle, they're cousins. So it makes it totally okay. No, no, it does not make it okay, dubbers. It doesn't make it okay at all. I never, in a million years, ever did anything that Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune do with my, ba- with my cousins. I mean, seriously? So, it just makes me very upset that they are so scared of this this concept of gender, and it happens in Cardcaptor Sakura, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but they ended up having to pretty much erase everything with Sailor, with Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune when it comes to their relationship, and it makes it so much It's not as heartbreaking. There's an episode where Sailor Neptune dies in front of Sailor Uranus, and she is just ripped to shreds watching her lover die. And it's just one of those episodes that you're you're going, this is, that's her cousin, it doesn't make sense, but it'd make more sense if that was her lover. And I just don't understand why Dubbers is, you know, afraid to let these whole open homosexual feelings out among children. These are the next generation. These are the people who are going to grow up and make the world a better place. And just because you watch someone who's gay on TV doesn't make your child gay. And I, I might be a little biased. I, I am bisexual, so I'm not quite in the norm myself. But I mean, if we want these kids to grow up and know that it's okay to, you know, like someone of the same gender, then why I cut these out, but I also know that this was also back in the 90s, before there was a huge, like, surge of gay rights and everything and stuff like that, so it wasn't as in the norm. So, yeah, which brings me to, uh, Cardcaptor Sakura. Oh my god, so I started watching Cardcaptor Sakura on my old VHS tapes, because it's in the old Toonami, it ran on Toonami for a while before it was bought by WB, and it ran on WB. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't even know where to begin about how upset about this series I am. Uh, I guess I should start with about the plot. The plot of Picard Captain Sakura is there's a 10-year-old named Sakura, and she's looking around her father's basement, and she finds a book, and when she opens it, uh, there's all these cards in it, and she picks up the top card, and the top card is the wind card, and she says its name, and all the other cards fly away. And uh, a beast, like a little tiny stuffed animal-looking lion thing, comes out of the book, says that she's the new card Captor. she has to go find all the other cards, and pretty much save the world. That's it in a nutshell. Anyway, there's so much cut out of these episodes. Because I used to watch Captor Sakura all the time. And I never questioned anything about it. And, I mean, there were some awkward moments that I didn't really quite get when I was younger. I was like, why are they f- doing filler of just her talking on the phone? I don't understand this. I, Why are they doing all these flashbacks in this episode? So then I... As I got a little bit older in high school, I started buying the DVDs of the uncut, unedited. And I had a culture shock. I wouldn't even say a culture shock. It was like a flat-out heart attack. They change entire episodes and characters. The characters are totally different between the Japanese and the anime. For example, she has a teacher in her school. His name is Mr. Torada. And she, in Sakura, has a friend named Rika. In that anime dubbed, um, Rika is scared of Mr. Torada. She's apparently really bad in school, and she's so stupid that she's ridiculously scared of this teacher. And, therefore, up guess the school makes it to where she has to tutor with him a lot, because she's failing his classes and stuff like that, so she's constantly seen with this teacher. In the original Japanese, they're betrothed. This 20-something-year-old teacher is betrothed to this 10-year-old girl. And they're actually um, going to get married one day. And so she's constantly around him because she's in love with him, and she gives him presents, and it changes the entire plot of one of the episodes because, yeah, it's that entire relationship has changed. Another thing that's changed is Sakura has an older brother named Toya, and he has a best friend named Yukito, and Yukito is a very central player in all this. He's actually another magical being, I'm not going to tell you who in case you ever want to watch it, and it'll ruin the plot, but he's actually a very magical being, and Toya has the ability, and, and nobody else in his family knows, but has the ability to see spirits and to see magical beings. So he can see that there's something going on with Yukito. But what it doesn't say is that he is actually in love with Yukito, and Yukito's actually in love with him, and they're both males. Oh, God, male relationships again. God forbid. And I can understand the dubbers wanting to leave that out. I mean, I get that. They, they don't want gays running around their TVs and stuff for their kids to see. But what I don't understand is why they cut out the relationship between Sakura and Yukito. He's in high school, and she's in fourth grade. She has a crush on him. It's okay. How I was starting to have crushes on boys when I was in fourth and fifth grade as well. I understand where Sakura is coming from. He only ever treats her like a little sister. So it's never returned, but he does love her, but like a little sister. But she has a huge major crush on her, on him. And they cut that out. It Apparently, it is not okay for a 4th or 5th grader to have a crush on a boy in the eyes of the American dubbers. And there's an episode with a water card uh, where in the American dub, they just happen to run into each other at the aquarium. Like, oh no, oh god, they ran into each other, let's go hang out. And the American Japanese, it was much longer. They literally probably cut out at least 7 to 10 minutes of this episode and filled that time with time slots. The original episode probably only had about 18 minutes in it, when the episodes are really 25 minutes long. That's how much they cut out of this water cart episode. Because in the original, like, she made pancakes for Yukito because he came over to study with her brother, so she made them pancakes to repay her. He wanted to take her out and get her a bite to eat because she spent her allowance money to buy the pancake mix and stuff like that. And so they went to the aquarium, and that's what happened with the water and blah, blah, blah. Instead of them just happened to run into each other, oh my god, let's go hang out. And I've been re-watching the, the Japanese ones, and they're so much deeper. Probably because they, you know, have the entire episode. It's all 25 minutes worth, and not like 15 to 18 minutes tops, while the rest is flashback fillers. It just makes me angry, because there's just so much deeper story, and just little things. They just don't think that kids would understand. It bothers me most about the relationship between Yukito and Sakura, because, like I said, apparently it's not okay for a 5th grader to start having feelings for guys. That's not allowed, I guess. But then, just little other stupid things, too. Like, she wanted to call someone on the phone but because it was uh, a boy she wasn't able to call him so instead in the american dubs they changed it to where she wanted to call her friend and then they took clips from another episode of her talking to her friend on the phone and stuck it in there and they had their little conversation about nothing I think they were talking about clothes or something. And it's just like, really, Dubbers, do you think that children are retards? I mean, they're going to eventually figure out there's something much deeper going on here. And if they really like the series, they're going to do what I do, and go watch the originals, and then you're going to have a big shock on their hands. Why not introduce it to them gradually? I think it's four kids that did uh, that, that, that did Card Captor Sakura... And four kids, God, I hate them, and I really just want to throw them off a building because they just butcher animes left and right. But then they found a problem because in season two, after she captures all the cards and she's having to turn them into a more powerful form, Shoran, uh this kid from Hong Kong, who's her rival, they start falling in love with each other. They cut out everything about their relationship and Shoran falling in love with Sakura. They cut out everything everything in the dub until finally you get to the last episode and and i'm not saying that this is a 20 something year old this is an 11 year old with another 11 year old they're the same age group and they're falling in love with each other they cut out everything so when you get to the very last episode and Sean's like sakura i love you i remember watching this going where the fuck did this come from where the hell did these relationships come from? So then you're stuck with this really awkward last episode when you're just like, oh, when did he like her? And how did this happen? And uh and then you go into the second movie and she's like trying to kill herself to get back like to Sharon and save his life and stuff like that. It is just ridiculous. So kids and people, if you if you really have learned anything in this episode, you should just go back and watch the originals. And it's it's much easier to find Sailor Moon and Cardcaptor Sakura uncut and unedited. And I've but I've been searching for Digimon and Pokemon uncut unedited for god years now. It's it's not gonna happen. They they haven't really released Digimon unedited or uncut ever on DVD. But they have for Sailor Moon and Cardcaptor Sakura. And I know I've been kind of repeating myself over and over again and all this other stuff. But really, I just. I think American Dovers just think that we're retards. I can't think of any other explanation for it. They, they think that all of American TV need to teach good morals, but apparently they don't watch Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon nowadays, because <laughs> it's okay for Hannah Montana, or noah. how about this, it's better, it's okay for iCarly, because I, I love iCarly and I watch iCarly. It's okay for Carly to disobey her brother to go to a wrestling tournament to to broadcast live from there and her brother gets hurt. They never once apologized for Spencer getting hurt. They never once apologized for the big wrestler guy throwing him, knocking him out. And they they disobeyed him cuz he flat out said, "No, you cannot go to this." They disobeyed him and he got hurt. Never apologize. But it's not okay to, you know, have a 10-year-old have a crush on a boy. Really? Really? America, you need to rethink your TV here and think about what you're teaching your kids because sometimes it's just not appropriate. Think about what really matters and what you really want kids of the future to learn. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) So that was my episode. Hi, I'm back. Um, I'm thinking I'll probably go back to a two week kind of schedule like I was last time, which means if it's the first week of January, you could see something from me about the oh the thirdish week of January. Um, I'm gonna be working on WHAP. Um, keep on editing that. I haven't had a chance to just sit down and edit it. it takes a lot more editing than this because I had to add all that pretty in the background and blah 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 blah. blah, blah. Anyway, yeah. So. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Hope of All Trades. My name is Hope Mullinax, and I'm here as always. And thank you, my wonderful friends a Two True Freaks, for letting me still do this and still, you know, just rant and rave about stuff. And, yeah, I'm really happy to be back, and I've really missed you guys. So look out for my next episode. I am going to play you out with a song. And, God, yeah, this song has become really sort of inspirational to me. Because since I've graduated, it's my time to, like, go out and seize the world and stuff like that. So this song is called Awaken Alive, and it's by a band called Skillet. And I hope you guys enjoy listening to it. Thank you for listening to Hope of All Trades, and I will see you guys next time.